You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. I am so excited and enthusiastic about today because there is a word from the Lord. So get excited and be ready to go out and share the good news with others. Let them know that something good is about to happen today. Well, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Something good is really going to happen today. We are excited about today and uh, the word that is going to come forth from the Lord. My friends, this would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and invite them to tune in to the New Day of Hope broadcast. I tell you, man, we believe in restoring hope to the lives of those who are hopeless. And so tonight when the word of God comes forth, your heart will be blessed and your soul will be revived. And now we will listen to that great song by Zach Williams, No Longer Slave. And we are coming right back. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. Oh, I'm no longer
Well, my friends, we trust you enjoy that song. And now for the word for tonight. Do you know your rights? Our scripture reading is coming from Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. The topic has already been given, but I'll repeat it one more time. Do you know your rights? Do you know your rights? As a child of God, you have legal, spiritual rights. But you have to know what they are to exercise them. If you are a citizen of the United States, you have certain rights, which are outlined in the Constitution and called the Bill of Rights. As long as you obey the laws of the land, you are in right standing with the United States government. The same thing is true with God. As a believer, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God and you have a right to everything in the kingdom, there is a covenant between Jesus and God, signed in Jesus' blood, which provides these rights for you. If Jesus is your Lord, then you are in right standing with God. You have the righteousness of God. You have a right to everything that God has. In life, people are always willing to fight for their rights. They fight for what belongs to them. They put forth a big effort to make sure they get what is rightfully theirs. Whether it's an opportunity, personal belonging, a raise, whatever it is, they fight for their right. But in spiritual things, people tend to just roll over and give up. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, you receive rights and privileges that you did not have before because you became heir to His promise. You have legal rights in the spiritual realm, but you have to take your place and exercise them. If you're ready to take your place and walk in the benefits that belong to you, here are several rights you have as a child of God. The scripture I just read begin with, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So in order to have rights in the kingdom, Number one, you must be a child of God. You know, John 1, 12 says, But as many as receive him, to them give he the power to become children of God. So you must first accept Christ as your Savior in order to have privilege and benefits. So you must be a child of God. And when you are a child of God, then you inherit these rights that I'm talking about. You have the assurance that you have as a child of God. Because the scripture says, I read earlier, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So when we cry out to God as Abba, the spirit of God somehow comes alongside us 
and give us assurance that we are truly in God's family. You and I are part of the family of God. There's a song which says, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, and I'm joined heir with Jesus. And that's what the scripture said, that we are co-heirs with Christ. And that's a place where we can shout because we are co-heirs with Christ, which means everything that he has, we are partakers because we are part of his family. If you are in Jesus Christ, you are now a part of God's family. You are his children, his own sons and daughters and heirs. You can approach him with boldness. You have privileges. You can approach God without fear and know that he has a fatherly concern for you. You have the right to use the name of Jesus. And we can cry, Abba, Father. You know, just like a, a child will call Daddy, Daddy. We too have that special privilege to call him Daddy. We have a commandment to believe on the name of the Son of God. To believe on his name is to put demand upon his ability. The mighty, powerful name of Jesus is available to you. But you must become aware of your right and privilege to use it. You see, the name of Jesus is the key to heaven's storehouse. It can do anything that Jesus can do, according to Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Everything in existence, heaven, earth, under the earth, will bow its knee and confess with its mouth that Jesus is Lord. The name of Jesus is the name that is above every name. And we know that God also highly exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name. So because you're in the family of God, you have the right to use the name of Jesus. When you pray in the name of Jesus, you have the right to expect your heavenly father to answer because you have not prayed in your own name. You have prayed in the name of of Jesus, his righteousness, and that's the right standing with God is yours. Amen. Praise be to God. Verse 15 of our text says, The spirit you receive does not make you slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. So here we see you have the right to be fearless because. The scripture says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of boldness. That's why when you approach the throne of God, you can do so with boldness and with confidence because you have the authority that he will answer your prayer. Your status is not of a slave, but of sonship. In a house where they are slave, you know, slaves have no authority. They can only do what they are told. But under their parents, children do have authority in the house. They're not mere servants. The children of God are given authority over sin and the devil. They are to move about in the world knowing that it belongs to their father. There should be confidence and poise about them. Because you have the family name. You carry the name of 
Jesus. And that's a wonderful status. Think about it. All of us have a family. We are part of a family. I was married into the Langley family. So I have right through my husband. But everything in that family does not belong to me. Only what was given to him do I have access to. But with Christ, it's different. Because I'm a part of his family, I have access to everything. I have unlimited access. As I said earlier, we are not to live in fear because we are sons of God. We have been given that privilege where we have the right to be free. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. John 8, 36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And you are free only when you are in Christ. When God created man, he gave him the gift of life, dominion, and free will. Why did he give us free will and not just force us to be righteous? Because God didn't want robots or servants. He wanted a family. That's why the right, the privilege, and the power to decide has been left by God in the hands of men. And that's why he says, whosoever, you and I have free choice. We have free will to choose this day, whether we will accept him or whether we will deny him. You have the right, for example, to decide where you're going to spend eternity. You have the right to choose life or death, blessing or cursing. You have the right to choose between heaven or hell, and God will back your decision. Most of all, you have the right to be free. Satan will try to convince you that you can't choose to be free. But let's forget for a moment that he is the father of lies. So which are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the lie where it says that you should feel guilty about your past? Where you live in lack and everything seems to go wrong. You'll never overcome. You aren't righteous. My friend, do not believe the lies of the enemy. Because you have already been made free. You are free from sin, from shame, from guilt, from condemnation. You are free from your past. You are free from addiction. You are free from depression. Jesus took it all for you. You are free indeed. You are not to live in fear again because the spirit lives in you. If you choose to believe the lie and don't contend for your right to be free, you'll be locked in a cell just like a prisoner. Only this cell has the key available in the lock because you don't belong there. You've already been free. All you have to do is turn the key and walk out straight to freedom, straight to victory. Walk in your victory. You have the right to be free. You're free from fear. You're free from condemnation. Because we are children of God, we have the right to be healed. You have the right to be healed. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, By his stripes we are healed. When it comes to the rights provided by the government, 
We have to fight for those rights at times. But with God, you don't have to fight for the right to be healed. No, Jesus has already dealt with that. Matthew one twenty one says, For she shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And because of that, today you can shout that you are a child of God. Because of his blood that was shed on the cross, you have a right to claim your healing. You are a son, you are a daughter of Abraham, and you should be healed today. Jesus broke the power of the curse that came on Adam. And if you'll exercise your authority in Christ Jesus by his name, his blood, his word, and his resurrection as a joint heir with him, then that curse does not have any right or authority over you. God wants his people well. And the way you can be well and stay well is to find out what God says in his word concerning your healing and concerning your right to be well. You see, if you're sick, you can't be used of God. The Bible says that your body is a temple of God. So when you're well, you can do what God has commanded you to do. You can go out and minister to others. We are all ministers. You may not be an ordained minister, but we are all ministers of the gospel. We can tell others about Jesus. We can share the good news with someone who is lost, someone who is hopeless, someone who has given up on life, someone who thinks that no one loves them. You can share God's love with that person today. You have the right to have peace The Lord will bless his people with peace. Psalms 29 verse 11. True peace does not come from the absence of trouble. It comes from the presence of God. The Hebrew word for peace, shalom, means completeness, wholeness, peace, health, welfare, safety, tranquility, perfect and full. You have a right to have a peace like that. Even when serious trouble comes, Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. How? Enter into peace by spending time praising God and resting in the truth of his word. As you put your complete trust in him, you will experience peace in the midst of even the most challenging circumstances. When everything around you seems to be in turmoil, you can have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Because you are a child of God, you have the right to have peace. Praise God. You also have the right to always triumph. Now, thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Always triumph. Did you know to expect that? That doesn't mean you live a life without trials. A triumph or victory comes after a battle. We all face battles, but we are always supposed to win. Always. There is no defeat for those who are in Christ Jesus. So when Satan tries to hurl things at us, 
Jesus has already provided the victory, but we have to contend to it. Because if we go back to our scripture, we know that we will suffer. We will share in the suffering of Christ. And we know that the early Christian, they were persecuted just for being a follower of Christ. And we too, we will share in that suffering just because we are followers of Christ. We are heirs with Christ. We will suffer persecution. But remember, you have the right to always triumph. Not just in something, but in all things. How can you exercise this right? You have the right to ask God anything according to his will and expect it to be done for you. You have the right to resist Satan and to expect him to flee in all things. Jesus came to earth and gave himself as a sacrifice for sin to buy back your rights. Once you receive him as the Lord of your life, all the rights and privileges God originally intended for you are restored. But you are the one who has to exercise those rights. You see, the Bible says that the devil is as a roaring lion. He is seeking whom he may devour. The devil is an outlaw. And even though Jesus has taken away his authority and he has no legal right to kill or steal from the children of God, he'll do it anyway, as long as we let him get away with it. You must enforce his defeat by speaking the word of God in faith. Act on his word now. Speak triumph and victory over every situation in your life, according to his promises. Then refuse to back off that demand. Resist the devil with all you've got. He might fight you for a while, but sooner or later, he will have to flee from you. I heard a story this week of a man who owned a sheep ranch. He couldn't make enough on his ranching operation to pay the principal and interest on the mortgage. So he was in danger of losing his ranch. With little money for clothes and food, he had to live on government subsidy. One day, an oil crew came into the area and told him there might be oil on his land. They asked permission to drill a wildcat well, and he signed a lease contract. They found a huge oil reserve, and he became a multi-millionaire. The day he purchased the land, he had received the oil and mineral rights. He had been rich from that day, yet he had been living on relief. A multi-millionaire living in poverty. The problem? He didn't even know oil was there, even though he owned the property. Many Christians live in spiritual poverty. They are entitled to all the privileges and benefits of being God's adopted sons, but they are not aware of their rights. They live like orphans rather than living off the rich reserves of grace that are theirs. That's why it's important for you to know your rights as a child of God. Remember, you are joint heir with Christ. You are an heir. You have an inheritance that is yours because of your privileged position in the family. 
Now that you know your rights as a child of God, you can walk in freedom. You are no longer a slave. You are no longer a slave to fear. You can have perfect peace. You can use the name of Jesus and you can triumph every day. Knowing your rights is the first step to taking everything that belongs to you. You have the right to be victorious. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a powerful word for my wife tonight. Do you know your rights? My friends, we have rights in God and we ought to take advantage of the rights that we have in our friend, in our master, in our Lord. We've got to do that and in so doing, our lives will be blessed. My friends, you know, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. In this case tonight, we want to challenge you to take advantage of the fact that you have rights in the Lord. Let us look to God in prayer. Father, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege of knowing that we have rights in you. You are our Father and everything that you have belongs to us. And so we, we give you praise, we give you glory, we honor you, we worship you, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And if you are blessed by tonight's program, we encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. You can reach us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that email address is newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, all my friends with joy, you must carry on. Shalom. Peace to all of you. God bless you and God keep you.